This is episode whatever of the Mud Brothers podcast. I'm not really sure. I'm not keeping track anymore. Uh, and we're sans Rico this week. We got no Rico with us, but luckily we have a great fill-in, and I'm really excited to talk to this person because I think she's absolutely amazing. She's actually one of my son's top two favorite OCR people, and uh, she didn't even know that. So I'm here with uh, Don Lindsay Wilson. How you doing, Don? I'm good, thank you. Wow, that's quite the introduction. See, you you didn't know that. You did not know that you were one of Jeff's favorite OCR personalities. No, no, no. I think that's just because I give him crap. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. Well, it comes down to, it's, it's it's you and Jesse Bruce, actually. Oh, okay. Do you know, do you know Jesse Bruce? No, I'm really bad with people. Okay, well, Jesse Jesse Bruce, and actually, I just it gives me a chance to, 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 to wave the flag a little bit, because... Uh, I'm oh, sure. Good. I'm sure a lot of you know that I am Canadian, and recently, well, all the time, there's a great deal of Canadian success in OCR, and I like to point it out every chance I can. So, <laughs> recently at Killington, I think it was the Ultra Beast that Jesse Bruce take, took home first place in, and ah. um, yeah, he lives not too far from me. He's about an hour from me. He's a fantastic guy, awesome to talk to, and great for advice. And then also, just last week, I guess it was. Um, Team Canada won the Spartan Team Challenge at Tahoe, uh-huh. as well as um, both for both men and women. Yeah. And Lindsay Webster, again, uh, won the championship for the women because she has got to be the most dominant force in OCR right now, I think. Yeah. She's just winning everything. And have, if, have you ever had a chance to meet with Lindsay at all? Well, I mean, I've never spoken to her, but we did run in a race together. We started at the same time. <laughs> we started. <laughs> she is the classiest person you will ever meet. Yeah. She is so nice. Yeah. There's it is, there's what I call the Canadian trifecta of OCR women with no Lindsay Webster, Allison Ty, and Morgan Mackay. And they're so yeah. sweet, so nice, and so talented. Which is yeah, where we run into you. Pardon me? So they're very easy to like. Oh, yeah. And this segues right to Dawn, because Dawn, you are an incredibly talented, classy woman. You just, you were born in the wrong place. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, then you could be on the Canadian trifecta. And, and I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And the, one of the big reasons we're talking to Dawn is because of her recent training efforts in preparation for World's Toughest Mudder. And this is your first World's Toughest Mudder, right? It will be, Yes. Yes, and yeah. I will say this, and just from seeing your training and from knowing you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go way out there. This is this is sure. my prognostication, and uh, I'm way out there on the limb. I predict that you will come top ten in the women's <laughs> world toughest mutter. I'm, I'm throwing that out there. Oh my gosh. You're gonna get top ten. Uh, it's gonna happen, and no one is gonna see it coming. And then I'm going to ramble on how much I told everybody so, that it was all me, and I knew it was going to happen, and nobody else knew. But I, oh, I mean... Oh, that's, that's gosh. That's a big thing. I don't uh, know well, about that, but... I've been there, and I've been there, and I've seen your competition, and I honestly think that you got a shot at the top ten. I think you could oh, really wow. do it. I think that'd be spectacular. Thank you. Um, anyway, why don't you run us through your recent training uh, schedule, what you went through just this week? Sure, sure. Okay, so um, it started like just with me and a friend. We were talking about doing a training thing, and we're trying to figure out a weekend. And then um, there's a local state park um, about an hour and a half away from me, and 
and they were having a, just a trail race that day. So we were like, Hey, we could start. They had an 8k and a 15k. We we're like, we could start with the 8k and that would be a five mile loop. And then, and we get a race and Hey, who doesn't love a free t-shirt? So, um, and then after that we could do, um, just keep going and do five mile loops. And we'll, my friend, Heather White is who I was talking to and she was like, yeah, I could come up with a route and she's friends with Cal Burr and, um, he started the barbarian challenge in Gadsden and that's where we were. And so he's got some of his obstacles that like the, the structure of them stays up all the time. And so he joined us and he is awesome. He set up like rigs for us and like heavy carries and just some different things he did. He, plotted out some like water um, crossings for us and I didn't do the water crossings at night because I'm so scared of snakes but um (laughs) (laughs) uh, and apparently water moccasins are nocturnal I didn't know that until I started researching all that and anyway I wasn't trying to chance it but um but we had some crazy rain over the last like the last five days before that we started doing our training so that kind of made it interesting and fun um and thankfully, we had amazing weather. It, sadly, it wasn't quite cold enough. I wanted to practice more of my cold gear, and I didn't get to do that as much because it was such great weather, which I'm just hoping that we keep – that just keeps going. Yeah, me too. That's what we like in the <laughs> South, you know. Let's let it just be warm. But um, anyway, so that was really cool. We got to do um, – different things like Cal took us on a little bit different route during the day. We did like four different water crossings. And, um, and so I had three people that did, um, seven loops with me. They did 35 miles. Yeah. So, um, so that was nice. Um, the Garcias, um, Melissa and Danny, and then, um, and then Sven, a mass check, which you talked with already, and um, he's like a little mountain goat these days with all of his crazy stuff he's doing. So yeah, Sven that doesn't was nice. stop. No, he's like the ever ready buddy, and he's so young. And it would be nice to be like that. But he was a great pacer, and um, and so we pretty much stayed on pace most of the night. The only one that was all that much slower was my four o'clock um, in the morning one, which was my second to last one, and. I knew I was almost done and I was so tired and, um, I was like, you know, I could just take a little longer time. I had, took my husband with me on that round cause someone went with me every single time, which was also amazing. Like the fact that these people would come out to something that I just made up and set up, um, rigs. And then also Cal put up these like reflectors. Which I didn't even think about the fact that I would get lost at night, which why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and so I would have, but they were like little beacons in the night. It was so awesome. And, um, and so anyway, I can't tell strangers to slow down or no, I'm not going to run, but I sure as heck can tell my husband <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking. <laughs> so he tried to push me. He really did, but I, I didn't listen. Um, but anyway, so that's something else I haven't done before too, is run at night in the woods. It was kind of Blair Witchish, almost like slightly scary, but, um, but to be honest, I didn't, cause they have bears out there and they have, um, coyotes and all kinds of stuff I don't even know about <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that I can dream up. But the only thing I saw, the animal, I didn't even jump a deer, 
um, with a bunny. <laughs> I saw a bunny. That's it. Well, you got to watch out for um, those bunnies. They're 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 they they, they they're underestimated, right? Nobody suspects yeah. the bunny. <laughs> and what was that cartoon that came out recently with the um, like little evil bunny mastermind? Um, <laughs> I don't remember, but anyway, um, yeah. So it was fine. I was thankful because I'm really scared of snakes, and I didn't run into any of that. Um, but yeah, like. It was pretty good. Oh, and I came in second that morning um, overall in the in the race, so I felt good about that. I kind of wasn't – I was just going to hopefully get a age group medal at least, you know. But, um, but yeah, and a lot of us placed. So. Well, it, it sounds absolutely amazing. That's, that's unreal that, that somebody went out there and set up the, the rigs for you and everything like, and, and, and reflectors. That is fantastic. And that is some of the most amazing training I've ever heard. Um, I can attest exactly like you say, I've run through the woods at night on a 24 hour race all by myself and been like, okay, this is a little sketchy. I don't know where I am. I might be on course. I might not be on course. <laughs> yes. What, um, what kind and of, I just, ha- I just have to say real quick before we move on. Um, I know we're talking about Canadians and they are wonderful, but there's something to be said for Southern hospitality. Oh, you know, These people like came out and did it upright. I will, I will, I will say oh. this: where you're, where you're so bang on. We ha- you, you get, you hear these stereotypes, and you, and up here, you always hear the stereotypes of the, the loud, rude American, and uh, <laughs> we've in the past two years, my son and I have probably crossed the border more times than well, the rest of our lives, definitely the rest of his yeah. life, and we have been treated nothing but amazingly by everybody Aww. we've met in every state we've been to. Everybody's been so friendly, so nice. At one point, we were in Michigan for a ninja competition for Jeff, and he actually said to me, he goes, I, I thought Americans were supposed to be rude. <laughs> He's like, everybody's so nice. I couldn't believe it. Well, tell him to come down here. I can find one or two that aren't. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you can. Actually, and you know, as, as a bit of a surprise, here's, here's our special guest, Jeff, to say hello. Uh, howdy, oh. Don. How are you? Uh, you um, still haven't successfully replied to my challenge, so I'm uh, waiting on that. <laughs> I know. Well, I just found out the the magic key that I was missing, so I'm gonna work on it. Don't worry. Hey, well, let's see it. <laughs> As I said, you're it's definitely definitely on the his top list of uh, OCR athletes. <laughs> so, well, I I can relate to to the entire thing. And this wasn't hospitality when we've been down there. Everybody has been so fantastic. When I was yeah. down there for. For well, I guess it was Vegas. Was was WTM? Everyone was great there, and. When I was in Vermont, everybody's been fantastic there. There's not been a place I've gone to that they haven't been great. Even Florida was was awesome. Well, let there. me say this. Here's one thing that all of these people have in common, and, and this is one thing that I really think is key, is that they're all OCR racers because I think that because we're athletes and we work so hard and we're all in this together, there's some sort of family atmosphere that really does come together that I've, I've experienced ever since. That's why I do this. Honestly, I, I never got into it. Well, I'm competitive and there was really no outlet as a, you know, middle-aged adult woman that, you know, to compete in anything. And my friends just got annoyed when I kept beating them at just dance. And so I'd have something else. Um, so, but you know, everybody in OCR, like, yeah, even in the competitive wave, and you saw it with Lindsay, like, we want to do well and win, but we want to do it right, and we want to help each other out and be, you know, team players, and um, 
And when she helped those four people and then still won, it was so amazing. Yeah, yeah. She's 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 definitely doing something not fair. Uh, I don't I don't know what they are. And and if and if anybody thinks it's the water in Caledon, Ontario that makes her and Ryan so amazing, it's not. <laughs> I live like ten minutes from them, and and it's it's not working for you keep me. Keep drinking that water. I got yeah. I went to their house and I tried to drink from the garden hose, and it did not help at all. It's dang it. It's just not working. But they're just so fantastic. I thought at one point that I had finally found, you know, the villain in OCR, the the one ah. the one bad guy uh, from TV. They when they did TMX on television, the first one, I thought. Isaiah Vidal, there's there's the bad guy. He's 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 the one. And then I met him in Florida at TMX this year, and he was super nice. He was okay. like, "Oh man, best of luck," and you know, do this, do that. He was he was great. I was like, "Ah, oh, there is no evil here." I couldn't <laughs> yeah, find it. Yeah. TV had lied to me. Ah, they're they're like that though, you know. On TV, they spin it. Yeah, but he was great. So just a shout out if wow. Isaiah ever hears this. It was fantastic meeting you, and thank you for the tips. <laughs> but so during your during your run, right, more so than the course itself, how did you feel during the run? I mean, as as you were going, I mean, sixty miles, you you went in the twenty four hours, and and what what time roughly did you finish? Um, seven thirty in the morning. So I went. I started the race. I started the Xterra Trail Race at eight a.m on Saturday morning and then I my goal how I set it up and this was um recommended by Cal um but I was like yeah that's perfect um every every even hour I I left out on another loop so if it took me an hour great I have an hour break if it took me an hour and 20 minutes then you only get 40 minutes break so I just kind of kept that in my mind that every two hours I'm doing five miles because that's what I have to do to get 60 um and I actually started doing a little over five. Um, I lengthened it just a tiny bit to make it five and a quarter so that my last one was only like three and a half, a little bit over three and a half. And um, and that kind of helped too because I was like in the morning, I wanted just kind of like a reward, which is why I made my 11th loop slower because <laughs> I knew I only had a little bit more to go. So mentally, I, I kind of switched that up. But, and how did, uh, how did, but how did, I planned to... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, how did your body react? Like, you know, did you experience any cramping? Did you go through anything that you were not quite prepared for that you wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought was going to happen? Yeah. Um, I had muscle fatigue, but I honestly, I didn't have cramping, which is crazy. I've been struggling with like my feet, my arches have been really cramping lately. Like when I did, um, tougher mutter a couple of weeks ago, my, toes started like you know curling in and I had to like before the race even started I don't even know why just randomly and so I took my shoes off right before the race and like pulled my toes out like and stretched them and and then I ran the race and they were hurting the whole time it was really frustrating and um so anyway but that was a fun that was a fun race too because I had a girl that I thought she had passed me. She did pass me for third place. There was two girls there that I knew they were going to get first and second. I mean, I know them and they're much better um, athletes than me right now. And, and so that they did great. But um, I love that. And there was right a third now, girl. Just for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the power of yet. Yeah. The word yet. But um, so, but anyway, I, um, I had this other girl and, and she came up 
about midway and she passed me and I was like, well, all right, she's got it. My feet have been bothering me. You know, you're always in your head. And, and, um, and I was like, I'm just gonna, I even, cause I had talked about, I think we talked about like, Hey, just do some of the obstacles multiple times and practice them and stuff like that. And so that was in my head. And I was like, well, since you're already in fourth, you might as well just play on the rigs. Like, why don't you just, just don't worry about it. Just practice, get it in for, that's what this was all about. It's for, you know, training for WTM. So just, you know, enjoy it. So I almost did. And then I thought, "Ah, how far down will I go? How many people are going to pass me? I won't just be fourth. So I was like, no, I just have to run my race. So I kept going and, and then I get to mud mile and lo and behold, there she is. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. And so we helped each other through that. And then I kind of felt bad, like passing her and winning because we were so nice to one another. We helped each other. I didn't, I don't know. (laughs) But I did it because it was a hundred bucks. So, <laughs> hundred bucks is hundred bucks. I know, I know. But I, I like gave her a hug afterwards. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, yeah. So that was my training for that. But then, so my muscle fatigue. Yeah, you talked about rambling. I do too. I'm sorry. That's oh, perfect. But That's I'm, what podcasts are for: is unnecessary rambling. Right. Okay. Good. So, um, but my. My sorry, my dog is like hacking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think it's for that, but um, my muscles were like super tired, and and I will tell you, there was one of the person that well, there's a couple of things that I learned there. Um, Brad um, Beck Beckham Beckham, I think mm-hmm. it's Beckham, um, the third actually. Of he helped me out a ton. He is like a pit crew guru. He like literally took a class to be a pit crew person. And the he's the Garcia's pit person, which I was like, oh, I think there's room beside me in the pit crew if you wanted to be there. He has like these like muscle roller machines. Because one thing I found is that I was too tired to actually use my roller like to you know, to roll my body on it. Like I much prefer like a calf roller that you roll the, the machine on. You know what I mean? Like that is, that is definitely, you. definitely smart because when you're, when you're running that long race, you do not want to lie down on the ground and try uh, to roll out on no. that thing. It just doesn't work well. Uh, uh-uh, uh, not at all. And so he had this machine that was like, I don't know what it was called, but it's an expense. It, whatever it was, he said it was like $175. I was like, yeah, well maybe I'll just borrow yours. <laughs> thing. But, um, that was awesome. And then he had a couple of tricks that I was like, okay, I would have never tried that on my own. Um, one was I, I, I had, one thing I had was, um, acid reflux. Like I just, and I saw this stuff, like have some, you know, prevacid and tons and I saw those tips, but he had like these little airplane sized fireballs, um, you know, like cinnamon whiskey, um, okay. I'm not a big whiskey fan, right? I'm really not, just in all honesty. And um, but he was like, try that. And when when you're that far in, like even soup sounds bad. Like nothing feels sounds like it would be good because I just don't. I just felt like Ugh, I don't want to eat, but I have to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I cannot drink that. That would that's gonna make me so sick. And um, I, but I, I said, okay, I'm gonna trust you. I did it, and. It was like warm medicine going down my, like, esophagus. I was like, this is amazing. So, anyway, I will probably take a little 
a little travel thing because that was great. Um, surprisingly, and I would have never tried that. But anyway, those are some things that I was shocked by. Um, pickles, of course, I, I always drink pickle juice, but um, I just loved having a big, juicy pickle. So I think I'll have some of those. Um, but as far as, like, I, I just, every time I came back, I took my socks and shoes off. That's the number one thing. I, did, I didn't want my feet to be wet the whole time. Like, I needed to dry them out in between. And um, I wanted to wear my Eninji or whatever they call those socks with the toes because I yep. get blisters really easily. Um, but they, I, need, I need to bring my calf compression, too, if I'm going to have that because I couldn't. I needed my mug gear socks for my calves. So, um, so I'm going to have to make sure I like work that out. But, um, the, 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 for me, when, when I did it last year was gurney goo all over the toes. Yeah. It just, and it worked. That stuff was amazing. It worked everywhere. I had no issues with blistering whatsoever. Good. I didn't, I didn't have any blisters. Some, I had a pinky toe that wanted to, but it didn't, um, I have a seven-month-old dog, and um, she chews everything, absolutely everything. And I had some body glide that I was using that apparently she ate yesterday. So um, she'll have some you know, smooth. Payments. I guess I think she will <laughs> actually. But um, so I I ordered some of that gurney goo um, yesterday because she ate mine yesterday. So. Um, so I'll have that as well instead of the other. And I think that'll be probably better because it's more water resistant apparently. So, um, so I guess that was serendipitous. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. I've never tried yeah. the body glide, but I can, can, can attest that the gurney goo was, does work fantastic and, and lasts the whole time and doesn't wash off. It's, it's great stuff. Good. So you you were actually pretty good. You went through and didn't have much, uh, much cramping or anything like that. Mentally, Mm-mm. how are you feeling? Like, say, usually yeah. it seems to be around, like, that kind of 1 to 3 a.m. area is is tough. Like, okay, that's usually so here's mentally. what's weird. That wasn't as hard for me as the, um, like, earlier on. But, see, it was different because when we do WTM, that 1 to 3 will be about halfway. Yeah. Whereas, for me, halfway was still during the day and so it was probably about what is that four five four six maybe mm-hmm. I don't know um eight I guess eight's technically halfway but six o'clock that six o'clock run we only had 25 in yeah we only had 25 miles in we were starting from five to 30 at six and so I was like okay I'm about to be at halfway and it's gonna get dark while I I'm running this. So that to me was the hardest transition, which I guess would be the same as that one to three that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But just knowing that I'm only halfway there and it's, it just got dark. Like, and I still have so much to go that, (laughs) yeah, that was rough. But then by the time I got to one or, you know, oh, I guess two and four, um, I was like, I'm close to the end. So, I don't know. Halfway is halfway is mentally challenging for me. And you'd be getting close to that sunrise, and the sunrise is super uplifting. 
when the sun comes up, it's like, oh, okay, I can, I can do this. I, the sun is back. I, I, I have another wind. Cause right. At least that's See, that's how my, yeah, that's how the, you know, I trained, I did the training in the summer that was 50 miles and I did it noon to noon that time because I knew that that's what it was going to kind of be like. So I'm trying to like simulate some things just to kind of get a feel for them when I can. It didn't work out to go noon to noon this time because of the race, but, um, and because I wanted to be done early and leave and have time to clean up and all that from camping. But, um, but when I did the other noon to noon, I, I thought that after the sun came up, that was what was so hard for me. Like I wanted to be done and I still had how many ever hours left. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, we'll see how that goes. Well, there's, there's some things here to actually even boost your confidence a little bit. So mm-hmm. you did this running against nobody, just training for yourself. And yes, you had people run with you, but you, you could have stopped whenever. There was no competition. Yeah. There was no medal. There was no glory. This was a training, training exercise. And you had the willpower to continue to go through that. Once you're at WTM, yeah. you're actually going to be racing people. And you're going to have that yeah. extra motivation. Plus, there's going to be, as well, people to run with you there as well. But you're going to have that extra motivation to keep carrying you. And every time you come in, you can see on the leaderboard where you're at. It's, oh, wow. It'll just give you a little, like, it'll give you a little push, and your pit crew will tell you, hey, you know, next person's like five minutes ahead of you or 30 seconds ahead of you, whatever the case may be. And it drives you forward to continue to chase. So I think, and this is all backing my, my, my top 10 prediction here, is I, I actually think that with that motivation, you're going to be able to push yourself even harder. And so. at WTM, you're going to have an extra hour and a half. Why? Because you're not done at noon. You can go, if you're back and take your last lap uh, at like 11.59, you have another hour and a half to finish that lap. Well, that's like the best terrible news I've ever heard. Exactly. <laughs> so it's actually a 25 and a half hour race. Yay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I firmly believe you have a really good shot. You're going to do fantastic at it. Um, I hope so. Obviously people training for this do not need to do 24 hour training stints. It's, it's probably a bit unusual, but if you, I'm, I'm a big fan of simulating races. I'm a big fan of training harder than the race itself. So, because if you can survive the training, then the race day, you'll be able to push yourself even faster. And I, I think that that is the way to train different strokes for different folks, but I like what you've done. I don't see it being accessible for very many people. (laughs) But hey, if you can do it, do it. Take yeah. every well, advantage me, you can. Like, yeah, like for me, it was fun. Like, I mean, in in that terrible See, that's kind of just way, sick you know, and twisted. <laughs> I know, but like, even the, the people who came out there, they were like, "Yeah, let's make this an annual event." Like, they had a good time too, which made me so proud. Like, I was just so thankful because I didn't, you know, feel like okay, they didn't have a bad time and they enjoyed it at least you know and um because I, I felt so like honored that they would give of their time that way and and like get up and race with me but something about that community and like doing something bigger than most people do on a weekend you know <laughs> and um and and doing it together and 
and it, it was it's bonding like it's it's better than just you know sitting around watching a football game or whatever like we normally do um which is fun too don't get me wrong but um but there's something about that that camaraderie and 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 coming together in that and um and so I didn't have to train that way but but I'm really glad that I, I did like I, I loved those experiences and my kids had great memories like my son did a loop with me and that was really fun to get to take him out there and and um let him do the obstacles and the water crossings and all of that stuff and um I have a bathtub full of tennis shoes right now that I'm washing tonight <laughs> but um <laughs> But that's awesome. Like, I literally, I put them all in there, and I thought, you know what? That is the sign of a great weekend. Like, there's, like, eight pairs of shoes in there, and there's not that many people. <laughs> so so that's cool. But um, I was going to say something else about all that that we're talking about and the, and the training. Um, but I can't remember. Something about... Oh shoot! It'll come to me. All right. Well, so I'll, I'll ask you this because, uh, and this is this is my thing, and on the same thing. What what obstacles did you guys have set up? What did you have to go through? Because I'm just curious as oh, okay. to how it will relate to WTM and if the obstacles will be of a similar scenario. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know. It, no, they weren't. There, there's not going to be as many. Here's one thing that I did learn that kind of like, I was like, oof. Um, the water, we had plenty of water, well, we had water crossing during the day, I've already said that, but mm-hmm. the rig that we had was two rings, and then it had a rope that you hold on to, and then you have to, the second rope is, is hung higher, and it's, it's got, it's on this metal frame, and so it's kind of hard to explain, so I'll do the best I can, but, um, but so you grab onto the second rope, and you have to grab up pretty high, because that rope doesn't touch the ground, so you need to be high enough that your feet can can loop the bottom of it and you can climb up it from there because you've got to climb all the way up to the top of it so that you can go feet first. He's got these like culvert, like draining drainage sticks, ditch type um, plastic tubes that he's okay. got hanging like really high in the air. So you have to climb to the top of the rope so you can go feet first into the culvert. Um, and you climb through those, um, those things. And then on the other end, you come out and you climb down a rope and you go through three rings and like touch the imaginary bell. We didn't actually have a bell. We had we had a metal bar that we touched. So um, that was one. The other one was an A-frame that I would say that it didn't have um, things to climb on till about six or seven feet up. I know I had to run and jump to like get up to the thing and then pull myself up. And you go over the top. And then the other side was super tall of just plywood, um, which we typically you would go the opposite way um, when you were doing it. And if there's if it's a single race, when he's doing the barbarian, just not team, he has ropes that you climb up. There were no ropes there. So we went the other way because we we didn't have time for the team. Like they take the ropes off for the team challenge and you have to go up. But we did that the first round and we were like, yeah, this took too long. We can't do that again. So anyway, um, we had a balance beam type issue. We had, um, a heavy carry in there. Um, basically we had these two half inner tubes, like tire inner tube 
and um, he had them filled with sand. It was actually ingenious because it was the most comfortable heavy carry I've ever had, if you can say that. But um, but it just fits so well on your shoulders. But they were like fifty pound, you know, things, and we ended up having to like that, that get those two bags. That is super smart. That is super smart. I like that idea. Right. Yeah. I know. He, like, I, I might. I might the, steal that. I. I <laughs> I'm thinking of it too. I know. He's so clever. He's such a clever. Like, I'm always impressed with how he uses supplies to create these different um, obstacles, and it's so ingenious. But um, I hope he listens to this. But I might have to tell him to. But anyway, um, so. This it was so it was so comfortable and he duct taped the ends so you have something to hold on to there too, and um, and the whole thing was he put it out on the course by that first rig which was like a mile in, and then we ended up having to take it all the way back to like different you know throughout the rounds of the day there's two of them we had to get them back in to um, to the camp to the pit crew or whatever so um, so that was pretty hard it's like four miles or so of carrying these heavy things you know split up throughout the night but um and then uh, there was a barbed wire crawl oh and then okay so brad he decided to be our like cryptea and uh, one time i thought he had lost his mind but um he he had us do some fun things like put a whole big old um like gulp of water in your mouth and you have to run like basically a half a mile and then you got to spit all of that fluid back into this like bucket <laughs> to prove that you held it the whole time, which sounds crazy, but you had to breathe through your nose. You couldn't use your mouth. And so it was actually pretty hard. I was, and it's training you, your, your air supply. It was, it was pretty clever, but it was, it was pretty funny because we had these like chipmunk cheeks and we're running past people and they're all like, Hey, hey. and all we could do was wave. Like, please don't ask me a question. I cannot answer you. But, um, and then one time he had us climb down this, like, really steep, like, um, path to this, um, to the little creek. that It's not a creek. I mean, it was a raging creek um, because of the rain. But um, go down there, and you had a choice. You could either do 10 water burpees, which Belinda Lou did. And, um, and she came out and did a couple of laps, too. I don't know that I've mentioned that yet, but she did. And um, so... She went out, she had to go down there and she did 10 water burpees, but we had four of us had buckets that we filled up halfway with Creek water. And then we had to get that bucket back up to the top and it was like rock climbing to get up and down. So like everybody kept asking us like these random people were like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> we're like, um, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> but, um, and, and you couldn't spill it, which it's way harder than like, I'd rather fill my bucket up with like rocks. I mean, it's so hard not to spill that water out. But um, anyway, so then we got to the top and he said, save the buckets for later. We're going to do something later with them. So then another time we did, we had to pour the water on our head and then do 39 burpees for my birthday. I don't know why I picked 39 since (laughs) I'm only like 25, but whatever. People make honest mistakes. uh, You know, I'm going to, I'm going to let that one slide. So, um, yeah, so we did some stuff like that before some of the rounds and, um, and then, you know, and then those obstacles that I said, I'm trying to think I might, I might be forgetting one. I think I said the balance beam one. But that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like a very good, good range of obstacles and good surprise. Cause, um, the one thing with yeah. WTM is the obstacles are, 
you've probably already done most of them. Uh, they they might throw in one different one. Last year, the different one was was Kong Infinity, but they're they're mm-hmm. probably going to have like three obstacles that'll really test your upper body, and then beyond that, it'll yeah. be stuff that'll just wear you down. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've seen your obstacle proficiency. You shouldn't have any issue with with those. But well, I will say. That's one thing that I was glad I experienced because as the night wore on, I found myself the one rig that we had with the rope climbs and stuff. Of course, I can do, I can do that. So I, you know, I have all that stuff. That it's not a hard rig. It's just um, as I kept going, I didn't realize. I mean, I was just so tired that I um, I had to redo it. I, I fell off and and um, I had to start over. I was like, oh. I didn't ex- like, I, I, like you fall so fast. You didn't even expect it. Cause like, I didn't expect to be tired. I just expected to get on there and do it. Like I always do. And <laughs> I couldn't. So, I mean, I could do it, but I just really had to like go slow and pause and think about it and then, and then do it. And so, um, and so. Yeah. The, the time, the time will really wear you down. I mean, the simplest, obstacles when you're yes. fresh can become deadly when you've when you've been going that long uh, yeah that's what I experienced and, and you know I've heard you know oh you don't have to train that long blah 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 that's true that's true but the only way to simulate feeling that exha- exhaustion and having to do that upper body is to is to go through that because I, I and I'm glad I know what to expect so that I can prepare to like okay I should take a second here and not just rush through it because my body's not going to do what I think it should do. Mm-hmm. And that's not even factoring in like being freezing cold and, you know, things like that. So, well, and, and so anyway, I think a lot of times people underlook or sorry, overlook obstacle proficiency at WTM. Cause they think, well, I'll just, I'll just do the penalty lap. Anyway, I'll just do the penalty lap. I'll be fine. Last year, if Rhea Koble, who won WTM, had been better on the obstacles, she would have hit 100 miles. Wow, yeah. Like, so she she ended up probably costing herself 10 miles out of, you know, obstacle proficiency. And yeah. I know I saw a lot of other high-end athletes who were fantastic runners, but maybe weren't so great at the obstacles, and definitely when they got tired weren't so great at the obstacles. And, yeah. And they cost yeah. themselves huge. Like, some of the penalty loops, Funky Monkey penalty loop last year was almost a mile. And, you know, that was probably their second hardest upper body obstacle there. And people were just lining up. I made, I I was very good with the obstacles last year. Not so great with the running, but great with the obstacles. And, um, and I made sure that one, I made sure I took my time before I got on that rig because I was not wanting to add that extra mile. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, That's where I, that's, I said, that's where I, I predict that is going to help you very much compared to a lot of your competition. I, I really hope so. I, I think that now where I'm at, now that I've done that long run, I probably, I mean, I'll continue to run. I've got my running goals, but, um, and I hope to get to my a thousand miles done in October. That's my plan. But, <clears throat> but, um, I'm going to focus on upper body and grip strength from here on out because, I mean, I know what my plan's going to be for running. And, and you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't in a racing environment, but I had told everybody that I was doing this. And so, I mean, when Cal said, do a loop every two hours, I, I mean, how can I say 
when, at what point <laughs> am I going to tell him no? You know, like yep. even if he's asleep at the time or whatever, like I told him that's what I was going to do. So, I mean, that would be admitting defeat to not do it. I just can't do that. Like if I say I'm going to do it, by gosh, unless a limb breaks or something crazy happens and I literally can't, I, I, I just have to do it. So I don't know. Um, so we'll see. So after all that, tell me, tell me this. Is there more miles in you? Can you go further? Mm, I don't know. Really, honestly, I don't know. Um, if you would have asked me Sunday, I probably would have been like, oh, I was done. But I know that this summer I ran 50, and when I ran 50, I was done. And um, and then, you know, a couple of months later, here I am, and I ran 60. And I know that, A, I didn't feel as bad as I did doing the 50. I didn't feel, I never felt that bad in the 60-mile run um, at any point. And then also, B, I, um, I healed quicker, too. So I, I'm hopeful that, that I'm improving and, um, and that I, I will be able to do more than I did this time. Like, every time I've been lucky enough to do that, and so I don't know. I'm just hopeful that I can, but but we'll see. And you know how racing is. Like once once you're in that situation, you always you know go faster or, or longer than you think you're going to. And um, and so I'm hoping that, that that's the case. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, I I have the utmost my utmost faith in you. Jeffrey has the utmost faith in you. <laughs> And I think I don't want to let him down. No, no, no. You don't want to heal. He'll he'll never let you forget it if you do. And uh, I think I think I think honestly that you could pull out seventy. I think you could pull seventy off. Oh man! It's, well, then I hope you you can do seventy because somebody's going to have to push me to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm being told that you have a chance at it, but I do not. <laughs> oh my but gosh! I will. Uh, I'm going to do everything I can to keep up. Um, oh, good. So. That being said, I think we've exhausted that, and and yeah. you definitely prepared. So I'm just going to ask you some quick general OCR questions that we're trying to get through. I'm not good at this. Everybody kind of have yeah. This but is I... this is it's not too hard. Okay. So, what was your first OCR? Um, well, okay. So my first first OCR would have been a Warrior Dash with my friends, but that was like way back before I got started. But I my first real thing was in 2016. I um, that I trained for, um, would have been a Spartan. I did a Spartan sprint, super and beast in, um, 2016. And I actually trained for that for too long. And, um, <laughs> because I got injured right before I was going to do it the year before and in, in 15 and, and like the Friday before the race on Saturday and I had to defer. And since I deferred, I just waited to the next year so that I could do the trifecta. And, um, I was so new. I didn't even know what a trifecta was or what, I didn't even know what Spartan was really, you know, or any of that. And so anyway, that's how I got started. All right. Now what's been your favorite race venue? Like the, the spot Ooh. that you've been to that you've liked the most, not necessarily the race series, but, gotcha. but just the venue itself. Okay. Okay. For me, that would probably have been worlds in Canada. And I know that's your home country, but I'm not saying that for you. Um, <laughs> That's just down the road from my house. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was it was beautiful, and um, 
you know, I'd never been to Canada and I just, we flew into Toronto. We had a great time there. We experienced, you know, all the things downtown. We experienced their breweries and everything else. It was really fun. And then we went up there, we had a great race and, um, and then we shot over and did Niagara and we did some of the wine country over there. Um, and, and so it was just a really cool trip. It was a lot of fun. We did a lot of things in a lot of, in a small amount of time. So on a, on a personal that's, note, that's, 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 that's been my favorite race venue too. Yeah, it's beautiful. And like that place that it's at, it's just so nice, you know? Yeah, like, they, they it, have a very, laid out well. they have a very good, uh, industry going on there through the summer as well. So there were so many spectators and so many people cheering on and the way they set up the obstacles were noram did a very good job this year with it but last year at worlds there was there was so many obstacles that you could you could do are you there yep are you still there (laughs) you still there don well i think we lost don but that's all right we're pretty much out of time anyway and on behalf of Dawn and I, I'm sure, I'm sure she was delighted to do this, <laughs> and we had a good time. And oh, yep, we lost her. So, on behalf of Dawn, I just want to say thanks everyone for listening, and take care, and have a great week. <laughs>